census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Episode 290 of the Throwdown Thursday podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Rayhall, but you can call me Patsy the Angry Nerd. We are here, brought to you by Deadly Grounds Coffee, uh, broadcasting from the Pat Cave of Magenta Manor. And uh, we are not live, nor are we Memorex, but uh, we are here. And uh, I am joined, of course, uh, by my co-host on the show and my co-host and in life. we're a part of the dorkening network well, i was gonna get to that but were you though i was were you i'm sleepy eh. i need more deadly grounds coffee to help wake up this is true there we go she is as you just heard <gasps> the mistress of merlot the baroness of bordeaux the countess of cabernet the uh Queen Regent of Rosé. I was going to say Princess of Prosecco, but eh, it doesn't really go well with it. I don't like that. She is the uh, Michael Phelps of Wine, the Real Housewife of Transylvania, the Queen of the Monsters, and an Honorary Lizzie. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Ashes von Nachtmail. She is also pro-choice. She is also pro-vax. And she is also Prosecco. Thank you very much. There we go. Happy to be here. So we have a very fun show for you today. We are going to be joined by uh, one of our good friends uh, who hasn't been on the show by himself since our episode Back in Black, where we discussed Black Panther like four years ago, five, six years ago. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a while. It's overdue. And I'm really glad that he could join us, especially since you and I have been on his podcast. We've both been on his show the past uh, two weeks. Yeah. Three. Because he made yours into two episodes. Well, and so so four. Yeah, because mine was two episodes as well. We're talking, of course, about Old old Man Wade and the Old Man Wade show. Because uh, I know with yours, it ran long. Um, we just we just got to chatting. Well, so what for we, us, he said he's like I only need half an hour of your time, and it was an hour and forty five minutes. So it uh, it needed to be broken up into two episodes, which is totally fine. But he will be on a little later. We are going to be discussing uh, Batman, the Batman, Batman. Uh, <laughs> oh, she used to call it Meme. Oh, that's right, Meme. <laughs> my my. <laughs> Our niece, uh, <laughs> when she was younger, used to refer to, she used to try to say Batman, but she'd be like, Mimi. And she would say it like that in like the growly Christian Bale voice, and it was fucking adorable. Uh, she's like 30 now. Yeah. No, I think she's like junior high? She's old. No. She's no. an old man. No, she's like 10. Which is not junior high. She's an old man. FYI. I don't know when school happens anymore. I'm old. I don't care. But 
we're going to be discussing Batman, but, well, the Batman, Robert Pattinson's version, the one that just came out in theaters. But that led to a very interesting getting into character question. No, it's not who is our favorite Batman, but we will discuss that later on. No, it's not who's our favorite Bruce Wayne, but we will discuss that later on and give some reasons behind it. Uh, and some of those reasons involve orgies, Hollywood orgies. If you want to learn more, you'll have to listen to the rest of the show. But I promise I will pay that teaser off. Orgies! <laughs> <laughs> so, we started thinking, what is Batman known for? He is known for having all kinds, as as uh, Jack Nicholson said, where does he get those wonderful toys? So he's known for having gadgets. He's got gadgets and gizmos aplenty. That's he's got who's-its and what's-its galore. You want to thing him about? He's got 20. And they're all But who cares? No big deal. He wants more. Not where I was he expecting. He wants to be where the people are. No, aren't. he doesn't. I said where be. the people are. No, he wants to be where the vengeance is, which we will discuss. He wants to dress up like a really big man bat. <laughs> I like mine better, nocturnal mammal. Hey, I am... Going it's a duet. Oh, I'm not. I didn't even know you were going to start singing that song. on those. What's that word again? Streets. <laughs> I don't know. That's what you. Were. Where else does one stroll? Up where they walk. Up where they run. Up where they stay out of the sun because it's at night. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. We're done. We're done. Uh, but yeah, Batman, the Batman, the Batmans, they got they got the lots Bats of they men. got lots of gadgets. And so we were thinking, if you could have one of his toys, what would it be? For me, it took zero seconds, and you can probably already guess what it is. See, Ashes took a while because she was like trying to think of all the different gadgets and who's it's and what's it's that he has. For me, it was easy. Batmobile. That's it. Batmobile. Like, you could use really any of them. Uh, aesthetically, I like the look of the 1960s uh, Adam West Batmobile. I don't like the fact that it runs on atomic batteries. That could be problematic. Um, I do also really like uh, Robert Pattinson's Batmobile. But I think if you're going to go with functionality and... and you know, really good design. You have to go with uh, Ben Affleck's Batmobile. That thing is a fucking tank, and I loved it. So I'm going to go with that one. Um, but, yeah, if I'm going to go with a gadget, I'm going with the Batmobile. Like, that's just just the way it is. Uh, so, Ashes, after your exhaustive research, what did you come up with? <laughs> So there is a scene in Batman and Robin uh, where they are in a quarrel with Mr. Freeze and Mr. Freeze has frozen everything around them and they're trying to fight off Mr. I Freeze's goons. <laughs> They fall down and they click their feet together 
The, like like Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz are like, it's no place like home. And then, boom, bat skates appear. Yep. Bat skates. They were playing bat, bat hockey. Like, it was unreal. Bat skates. Like, how cool is that? Like, I mean, winters in New England would be so different with bat skates. See, I thought you were going to go, when you said that, I thought you were going to go with the bat credit card. That he whipped out in the uh, auction when they were trying to get, uh, you know, the date with uh, Poison Ivy. It's like, ugh, I have a bad credit card. It's like, wow, you're a fucking tool bag. Like, what bank account does that come from? Bat skates. I mean, they're, they're accessories and they're fabulous and they are functional. Yeah, fashion and function. Like, that's what else could you possibly ask for when it comes to uh, your skating needs like but that that really just ripped into the whole like oh every he's got everything in that belt you know except as we learned from the Simpsons Simpsons because uh he had carousel reversal spray uh and Krusty said oh what don't you have in that belt and he said tolerance for Harlequin hoodlums such as yourself so he has parents yeah parents he doesn't have <laughs> <laughs> Not pulling that out of his utility belt. I was a boy. Um. So yeah. Um. We probably should have asked Mark this. Yeah. Yeah, but we, we didn't think have. about it. But because we're we recording asked him this a lot out of, of order. Other stuff. Yeah, we we that recorded that great. part first, and we recorded the first part and second. The stuff that's coming up is pretty great. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be pretty awesome. So we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna play the uh, the trailer for the batman and uh we're gonna get right into our uh awesome discussion with old man wade deadly grounds coffee knows how important your coffee is to you every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest deepest smoothest flavor you'll ever find we're coffee freaks too and deadly serious about our brew just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. Rithers to match. The 
can take care of myself. If this continues, it won't be long before you've nothing left. I don't care what happens to me. It's only gonna get worse for you. Hear everything they say, ain't you? Maybe we're not so different. Who are you under there? I'm vengeance. are back and as promised we are joined by uh, one of our best friends who we've had the privilege of joining on his show the old man wade show damn it wade damn it wade <laughs> our good friend old man wade who is making his triumphant return back to the show uh how are you doing today i am fantastically well so far man i'm just Trying to trying to heal up the back and getting some getting all my dorky reading done and watching videos, playing Super Mario Brothers, you know, a dorky. Yeah, and the the back thing is uh, because this is Batman theme because you uh, had a run in with Bane, so that's uh, that's why we thought it was appropriate to bring you on. Yeah, note to self: don't try to say sell venom off the black market and get caught by Bane. You'll end up in the hospital. Yeah, it's uh, just a just a road to bad decisions right there so you are joining us because uh as we mentioned in our opening we are going to be talking about uh batman for the first time in almost 300 episodes almost six years of the show we're finally getting around to the obscure characters you know now that we have all the, <laughs> out of the way, we're trying to get some of these obscure characters no one's ever heard of so uh how do you pronounce bateman Yes, actually, Christian Bale played Patrick Bateman. Uh, kind of the same thing. Um, Nichols difference between uh, <laughs> that Bateman and fucking Bruce Wayne. The only difference is murder. Yeah, well, he does kill a he kills an entire like uh, all the those monks and the ninjas living in uh, <laughs> what you call it. But I saved one guy, so it's fine. I, would, I didn't want to kill one guy, so I killed everybody. Killed everybody but that guy. <laughs> he, I didn't kill him. The explosions did. So yeah, he would say too. We are uh, talking about the newest incarnation of Batman, the Batman, uh, directed by Matt Reeves, that just came out in what March, mm -hmm. and starring Robert Pattinson as the titular Batman. So, we saw it in the theater. 
uh, the weekend of my birthday. When did you see this movie? I saw it. I actually saw it in theaters as well. I think I saw it maybe a couple of weeks after it came out. Me and uh, me and Valkyrie had a night out, and we just we saw it. And I have been on the give Robert Pattinson a chance train since they announced it, because there was a movie he did, Good Time, where I found out that he actually could act. Then he was in Tenet, and I was like, oh my god, he's essentially Bruce Wayne in this movie. There's no way he doesn't rock as as Batman. And I was super happy with what I saw from the movie. And I'm actually even glad that I, I'm even happier that I saw it in theaters because some movies need that like experience. You know what I mean? Like, and we'll get into some other stuff, but there are some really great moments that don't hit as well when you watch it on TV. Yeah. Yeah. I agree that this one was definitely built for the theater. Um, but before we go any further, I want to make sure people realize, because this is an obscure character, as I mentioned, uh, we're referring to Batman, a uh, strong gentleman who fights crime nocturnally, in <laughs> case you were unaware of who that is. Now, Oh, we're doing Morbius. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a different Batman. Uh, <laughs> So, Ashes, uh, when you saw this film, what was it that, uh, or when we, when you learned that the trailer was coming out, what was it that attracted you to wanting to see it? Was it the fact that it was, you know, a new cast, a new take, or was it like the overall aesthetic? It's very red. Um, what is it that you? Uh, you liked about this one it was absolutely none of that and the fact that i am hashtag team edward oh good <laughs> um no, i just it, we've seen so many different incarnations of batman at this point uh especially cinematically um or I should say on screen because there's also that television series uh where you get to see young bruce wayne like he's not even batman yet his parents are still alive i believe or Got something him. gotham yeah i couldn't why why could i not think of that name I i'm was... like it's a, it's a television series it's called something I want a sandwich. Have you got ham? Uh, so it's interesting to see this specific incarnation, this version of Batman. He's, you know, only been Batman for a hot minute at this point. He's still figuring himself out. He's still... Um, I don't know. I just... I, I like the... The... the the overall aesthetic, I guess. Like, I mean, you you put a Batman film in front of me, I'm gonna go see it. Yeah, and you've watched a lot of the uh, you know the animated stuff, you know, like the Justice I mean, League. I dark. like I like Batman. I do. I, I mean, I'm not really well versed in the comics, but yeah, I've seen a lot of the animated stuff. I've I've seen all of the you know cinematic <clears throat> versions of of Bat all, all the different Batmans. Yep. Batman. Um, you know, so just I am the target audience. I see Batman and I go. I watch it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a simple person. Like, what can I say? Um, I like my comic book superhero films for the most part. Uh, but yeah, it's just you know, it just it, it, movie. Go see it. I yeah. liked 
fact that they well, had... and and sorry and the controversy behind it the controversy the that arise arose from casting robert pattinson as batman oh. and all of the negative backlash that happened and the amount of people that were eating their words well there's so many people who when they see a casting like everyone flipped out about ben affleck everybody flipped out about um you know michael keaton yeah like you think at this point, you know, maybe give it a chance, but unfortunately, everyone just like, oh, the sparkly vampire guy is going to be. It's like, have you seen the lighthouse? Have you seen like all these other films? Like, there's one movie I forget what it was, the one about nine eleven, I think is the one that he was really good in. Um, there was one like, he's a apparently he's very method. Like there was a scene where his character was supposed to be jacking off, and he really did. Yeah, the lighthouse. No, it wasn't the lighthouse. It was a different different movie it was like prior to that um there's for me i am a sucker for a good villain and white house (laughs) (laughs) i'm looking at robert pattinson threw up on himself to give the lighthouse director eggers the most intense masturbation scene possible (laughs) there was there was another one he did so there's two so apparently that's like his calling card um, yeah, Robert Pattinson has mas- uh, realizes he's masturbated in four movies. What the fuck? Four, four. Okay, so that's like his thing. Um, getting away from that, he did not masturbate in. in he masturbated. Well, well, funny master story. Waned. Though, he funny. master waned in this <laughs> one. Piggybacking off of that, uh, in an interview, uh, our masturbated. was no. He was asked <laughs> if he took anything from set, and apparently, he kept taking socks to the point where uh, whoever was in charge—I don't know if it was the prop master the prop or whoever—you um, know, got mad at him. Or, or at least like spoke sternly to him, like, "Why do you keep taking these socks? Why How many socks do you time? need?" You know, and, and there was really nothing special about the socks. They were just, they were just cool. socks. I don't need socks. So maybe that's why he needed all the socks. I've got, oh my I've got God. seven more movies coming up, and I've got to get my masturbation in several different accents. Well, first off, if you're masturbating into a sock as an adult, you need you you should be locked up. Yeah, you are. But- you are a social carrying over from my childhood. No, um, but yeah, so prior to the masturbation thing, uh, I was saying how I'm a sucker for a good villain, and I am uh, a huge fan of Paul Dano. Like, that dude is an excellent actor. Uh, maybe one of my favorite roles that he's ever done was uh, Swiss Army Man. Like, he was so good in that with uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Who himself is a phenomenal actor, um, but knowing that he was going to be playing this really—I don't want to use the term "dark and gritty" because that's what everyone uses to describe Batman now. But this was a dark, dark, sinister version of Batman. Like he was scary. Like, but there were also those moments where it's like he got in over his head, but was like, oh, I am confident that I can fly this wingsuit, no problem. Uh, <laughs> Wasn't that great? The, the, at the end, there was a problem. Um, <laughs> you know... It was, a get- very, it was a very Simpsons moment where it was like... 
it was like they like Homer, we need you to do this. And he was just like, I got it. He goes, Did you practice? Yes. Do you know how to land? Land? <laughs> no, it's it's like that Bob's Burgers episode with the seaplane because they don't know how to land the plane. Except, you know, she's like, Oh, I was watching, and you just have to pretend like you're crashing. <laughs> um I actually remember that episode. But Batman is only as good as the characters around him. Like Alfred is a phenomenal character. Yep. Uh, and I loved Andy Serkis uh playing him. I loved Jeffrey Wright as um Commissioner oh, Gordon. Wasn't he fucking phenomenal? Perfect. One of the uh, things I love is like they skipped the whole like he's like, you know, hey, who are you? Why are you in my city? It's like, yeah, we can skip all that. We we know that they're friends. Let's just get right to the point where they've been working together for over a year. I mm-hmm. love that they skipped that shit. We don't need that. And to quote Valkyrie, she goes, if I have to see those goddamn pearls drop one more fucking time. <laughs> Unbelievable. Like, that's what I liked about the newest incarnation of Spider-Man, not to get too far off track, is that Uncle Ben is dead. We don't need to see... With great power must come great responsibility. And, oh, you could have stopped Bonesaw, but you didn't. And now, <laughs> like, you know, Bonesaw wasn't the guy that killed him, but he was wrestling with Bonesaw. And, yeah, you know what I'm, t- what I'm saying. Um, give us something that we haven't seen. We've seen Batman be dark, but we haven't seen Batman in a situation where he's matched up well intellectually. But there are things that he has to overcome physically. Yes. Like, the I think the biggest mistake that this movie made was putting so much makeup on Colin Farrell that he looked like Richard Kind when they could have just cast Richard Kind and saved thousands of dollars. Oh, yeah. And then he could actually sound like the, sound like the Penguin as opposed to sounding like someone from The Sopranos. Yeah, but you see, I liked his take on the character because... It was as far away from Burgess Meredith as possible. And it was as far like Danny DeVito was a terrifying penguin, but he was a deformed penguin man. (laughs) Uh, um, What's his face? I just said his name a minute ago. The guy who played the penguin, not Richard. um, um, Danny DeVito. No, no, the other one. Burgess Meredith? No, from this movie. Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Will Farrell's Farrell's dad. Um, He he had this menace to him. I love John Turturro. John Turturro was phenomenal in this. Mm -hmm. uh, Carmine Falcone. Like, the cast was great. Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle. Lawless. Mm Mm-hmm lawless and that was another controversy that came up oh my god a black cat woman hi i'm eartha kit hi i'm halle berry like where the fuck have you been i'm a hardcore comics fan and i never saw that Uh, hi i'm hi i'm hi i'm catwoman from the harley quinn show yeah like again oh it wasn't in the comics oh you know what else wasn't in the comics Fucking weird looking uh Paul Dano playing the Riddler. Riddler's always been like this goofy doofus, which is why they had Jim Carrey play him in the in the in the movie. 
I forget which one. Forever? Batman Forever? Was that mm-hmm. I think so. And, and uh, you know, Frank Gorshin. Even Frank Gorshin had a little bit of an edge in uh, the 60s show. But this version, like, because I've always seen the Riddler as intellectu- intellectually on par with... Uh, with Batman, with Bruce. And one of the things that I'm very disappointed, and I don't know if you got a chance to see this or if even you did, the deleted scene, which was a thousand percent uh, Red Dragon slash Silence of the Lambs, where Batman goes to the Joker, who's you know in a cell, trying to get like a psychological profile of the Riddler. They cut that out like it should have been in the middle of the movie while he's still trying to figure out who the Riddler is and what the Riddler wants. And as they're talking, he slides him the uh, the case file and he takes a paperclip off it again. Thousand percent Hannibal Lecter or even because I think this might have come out first, like the book came first, but cinematically. Uh, Linda Hamilton and Terminator 2 stealing the paper clip off the picture and picking her locks with it. Oh, so yeah, right. it implied that the Joker was going to escape, especially when you see that conversation that he had at the end of the movie with uh, the Riddler. I think this is this is one of those situations where you have a movie trying to avoid the inevitable Joker. We all knew he was gonna. We were gonna see him at some point in the Robert Pattinson universe. And some this. It's almost like they played themselves. You know what I mean? Like because mm-hmm. that would have absolutely been a really interesting part of that movie just to see him and not really have to actually deal with it. Because well, while I think we, while I think the Batman doesn't need the Joker. This particular Batman doesn't need the Joker, especially since we have so many people, so many um, Batman villains, excuse me, that can and should be in these movies. It, it would be nice just to kind of have him, but not star. You know what I mean? And again, <clears throat> I think this version of we're seeing different versions of the character. Like this version of the Joker looks very much like the death of the family Joker who cut off his own face and then oh, sewed it back on. Brutal. Like he is all kinds of fucked up. His hair's missing in chunks. Like he is in bad, bad shape. One um, of the other things I loved about it, and uh, shout out to Steve Van Sampson, because we were we had we've been having a lot of conversations specifically about comic book like movies and stuff like that via like direct message and i wasn't a big fan of the joker look and we had a and while we were having this conversation he brought up that that's what a face would look like if it was dropped in acid and as soon as he said that i was like oh i instantly like the look now yeah he's not just going to have a big grin although i will say nicholson having rewatched those first two movies nicholson's still my favorite uh joker um <clears throat> yeah it's it's more of like a realistic aesthetic that yes. we're seeing in this movie. Um, so for you, Ashes, the Batman you're used to seeing, because you're not as well-versed in the comics as, say, 
uh, Mark and myself here. Um, what was your uh, takeaway when you saw this Batman and you saw the way he uh, interacted with the world, the world around him? So a few things. One, I loved the detective aspect of it. I love that he was still kind of trying to find his footing a little bit with him being Batman and the fact that being Batman for Bruce Wayne was almost like a, almost like a drug for him. You know, uh, his behavior as Bruce Wayne was very similar to those of, of addicts in the sense that when he was Bruce Wayne, he was really just jonesing to be Batman. And he was really just trying to rid himself of Bruce Wayne altogether. You know, when um, Alfred had to really convince him to go and uh, be Bruce Wayne, represent the Wayne family. You know, you need to do this because your parents aren't here. You have uh, appearances to keep up and whatnot. And the fact that he puts more effort into being Batman than he does into being Bruce Wayne. You know, he's uh, as Bruce Wayne. He's very unkempt. He's very, um, you know, emo. people, well, yeah, but people are like, oh, it's it's the emo, emo Batman. But this is a, well, a, th- a 30-year-old man still dealing with this. He's mid, mid to late 20s at this point. Well, so if it takes place in present day, his parents passed in 2001. He was 10 years old. Oh, yeah. <laughs> make him around the 30 mar- year mark yeah because the beginning of his batman career was but like i mean but he's, like, he's also been he's a recluse he's a shut-in by choice you know so he doesn't have really much interaction with the world around him to him he's still that traumatized 10 year old boy he hasn't really been able to move past that so i think that Robert Pattinson did a really good job of bringing that to the role you know as Bruce Wayne he's still that timid uh I'm going to say shy in a sense that he's shy because he's scared of the world around him because of what he's seen, where being Batman emboldens him. It gives him the confidence that he doesn't have as, as Bruce Wayne. Also, before you chime in, um, I read something rather interesting that this character was actually heavily inspired by Kurt Cobain, which makes sense if you really listen to the soundtrack of the film. So Mm -hmm. Kurt Cobain loved to play music, loved to share his music with the world, hated the fame. And when reading that, I feel like I understood the character even more. You know, Bruce Wayne loves being Batman, loves, you know, uh, fighting for vengeance and then turning... Justice! Well, eventually, yeah, and and that's another thing, too, the character arc of his, uh, you know, going from vengeance to hope. That's huge, you know, uh, changing his perspective and whatnot. But, you know, going back to the Cobain thing, reading that, it just gave me more perspective on the character and things made a little bit more sense as to, you know, this, this grungy feel this, you know, we're looking at a young man who is really battling with himself constantly battling his you know mental state past traumas you know trying to move forward what have you and we see him 
slowly moving towards and, and we see you know more towards the end him kind of moving towards the bruce wayne batman that we've seen in other films yeah but I think this is great that it's going to give us, you know, it's it's a role, it's a portrayal that kind of uh, closes the gap from what we see in Gotham, you know, and what we know. And again, I completely agree with Valkyrie, the fact that we didn't get, you know, beaten over the head with another fucking backstory. Yes, we know his parents died, uh, but, you know, it, we were presented with a little more backstory in uh, I, I thought a really interesting and integral ray, way um, with the the newspaper cl- clipping, uh, newspaper, newspaper clippings, clippings, and what have you. You know, I thought that that was a really smart way to give you a little bit more backstory as to who the Waynes were, give you a little bit more backstory as to who, um, excuse me, Martha Arkham Wayne. Yeah, that was a twist. Uh, well, you know, like there is that- a there's a thing I. I feel like I read in the comments that there is a connection to Martha and Arkham in general, but the, even if there's not, that was a beautiful touch to that, to that, um, to the storyline, adding totally. these little connections and like, again, having, having the pearls drop yet again, you may not have gotten that because it would, would have wasted more time. So, I just sorry not to cut you off, but well, no, I, I'm trying I, to piggyback on what you're saying. I love the fact that we're seeing the beginnings of these characters. You know, Batman yeah. is Batman, but he's only been Batman for a minute. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Selena Kyle kind of becomes Catwoman. You know, in this film, yeah. uh, the Riddler becomes the Riddler in this film. We're seeing them in there. You know. Uh, groundling their larval stages states. yeah oh. yeah so I, I love that this is kind of um a marriage between what we've seen between all of the other films you know we didn't need to see another batman film where he's like you know i'm bashing bruce wayne and i'm batman and i have all of my shit together you know we get to see uh bruce wayne in his experimental phases you know yeah. uh, so i just want this i want to get this out because it Ash just brought something up about this, and it was a conversation that I actually had with one of my friends yesterday about life experiences. That uh, Bruce didn't have any life experiences. Like he, like once his parents died, that was it for him. Like he, it was almost like he may have. He like it was like he would not emotionally mature from that because that's where his growth may have stopped. However, seeing seeing that like now he has to play this part of his life. I feel that like we're gonna see a lot of emotional growth from him in the next one. And by emotional growth, I mean we're gonna see him put on the Bruce Wayne facade that he's gonna need to continue being a better hero. Because like again, Bruce doesn't like Bruce Wayne. <laughs> like he just that's not his thing. He would much rather just sit in the dark and and like, you know, play with his um fuck his bats, as Harley Quinn says. <laughs> and just kind of like live his life like you know what i mean like he would just rather be he, if he could never have to be bruce wayne ever again he would absolutely love it but unfortunately it's a necessary evil but it's hard for him to adapt a personality when he doesn't know how humans interact well that's that's kind of what i was going to say touching on what what ashes was saying and you know what you're saying here once he hit that point he was already in a position even if his parents had lived where he was not going to experience the normal dynamics of peer bonding uh, that a regular child would because of the affluent nature of his family. Mm -hmm. 
which is why he shies away from the Bruce Wayne persona and instead is able to gravitate towards the Batman persona because the Batman persona is able to express himself in the way that uh, he really wants to express himself, which is uh, through rage and punching. Like, that's what he wants to do. Like, he wants to make people pay. Like, he's not able to bring his parents back. He's not able to do the things that, you know, he would normally do. I mean, there were, you know, in the comics, Bruce originally decided to go to law school. And, you know, as he's going through uh, going through law school, he's, like, learning that justice isn't justice, that, you know, the legal system is... Ass. just a bunch of games like i learned that getting my criminal justice degree it's like it's how well do you play this game like oh we found the dead hooker in your trunk you know and all this other shit but we didn't get your permission to look in the trunk so i guess you can just go on your way like we know you did this we you have all the 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 shit here, but oh, we forgot to say you have the right to remain silent. So what were you going to say? Oh, we see his character in the film start to shift slightly after Alfred gets hurt and is hospitalized, faced with the potential mortality of another loved one, even though he was really kind of standoffish and really just overall, like, rude. Fucking, how rude! He is a spoiled teen. Yeah. To act that way towards Andy Circus, okay? He was all like, you must find the Riddler precious. Uh, <laughs> the battle, the vengeance is my precious. <laughs> but we but, know that he loves riddle games. But we'll, <laughs> will we see uh, a shift? Uh, you know, I, I think that's the start, anyways. The start of you know him kind of smartening up, and you know Alfred is really the only family that he has. Yeah. yeah, and he. It's even, really, they, uh, to be honest, it's really the only person he has in the world, period. And he starts to get a little. And I called the end this end shot. And I was like, when he's talking with uh, Selena and they're both on their motorcycles, I'm like, yeah, they're going to drive to the end of this street and they're both going to drive in opposite directions. Watch. And that's exactly what the fuck they did. Oh, yeah. So, yeah Heavy handed symbolism there. But no, the. Uh, the fact that he he like when he was talking with her it was like you know it was like dragnet just the facts like he didn't want to get involved with who she was he didn't want to care about her situation he only wanted information that was relevant to him that would help him out like that was the extent of his interest can I just say something really stupid that popped in my head? Go for it. I'm just that's picturing, I'm, I'm just picturing like Bruce Wayne, like doing like his Sunday cleaning, and like he's like Lionel Richie. Hello, is it me I'm looking for? <laughs> like it just randomly plays, and, all, and it's just like a picture of the word vengeance. <laughs> like he has like a, um, like a, a like a thing that would say like happy birthday. 
yeah. but instead it's just like vengeance and like yeah. of like balloons it's bats yeah, and the bat has smiles because it's more realistic <laughs> they're happy it's their favorite time of year favorite holiday um one thing that really felt off to me though um i love zoe kravitz as catwoman you listen to the show you know i fucking love catwoman so much um i hated the romantic thing that they were trying to force between these two characters had it remained a friend thing like i bought the friend thing there was definitely some friend chemistry there you know they, they both um both characters had something that the other character could could use could learn yeah. from you know it's like it was a definitely a mutually beneficial a uh, partnership for a hot minute but uh, the I don't know the the the, the romantic edge. It just it felt really forced nope, and weird, nope. and I didn't like it. And you'll back me up on this, there, uh, old man Wade. Most of the time, when Catwoman is showing any sort of affection to Bruce, she's playing off the fact that she knows who he is. She knows that he is starved for human affection mm-hmm. because he never had it. And she uses that to manipulate him in order to get her way. In the like, funny thing, I, go ahead. Sorry, go, ahead. Sorry. go ahead. No, I was just going to say it's 100% true. And it's funny how that ends up turning into actual love, where she started playing the game so much that she ended up actually loving him. And I was like, that is absolutely funny because they are the, like, when the people go, like, relationship goals, I'm like, Batman and Catwoman with a kind of relationship goals. I, I really dig everything that they do because it's it's genuine. And, ba- and it's funny because Batman even knows he's getting played. Like there's no doubt in my mind that he understands what Catwoman's doing. And that's part of her, that's part of the Catwoman allure is because she's supposed to be sexy. She's supposed to be seductive. She's supposed to be street smart. And these are all things that like Batman is not immune to when it comes to her. Now, mm-hmm. anybody else tried it? No. But for some reason, there's just something about... <laughs> Never, I was going to say that pussy, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just the pussy I was looking for. <laughs> like, there's just something about her that, like, just makes him so damn weak. I agree that they may have forced the relationship. I think that it would have been nice to not have seen any, like, sexual tension until the end when, when they're, like, driving away from from each other see i disagree i think that there had to be sexual because i'm betting that at this point bruce is still a virgin because i don't think he could allow himself because he's been so wrapped up in being yeah batman. that's where all those socks went that's true uh masturbating um masturbating he uh he again like i said he doesn't understand the intricacies of peer bonding and so he's like, oh, I saved you. Are you my girlfriend now? And she's like, <laughs> yeah, do you, sure. like do you think Batman likes a goth thumb up his butt? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, reach around in there. See what you can find in my bat cave. <laughs> um. Now I'd lost my train of thought. <laughs> but no, like she and she knows that like they're very in tune with each other, but like they're both, they both are 
like you were saying, like how he is with her, like he will put up with shit that he wouldn't put up with from anyone else. She's the same way. She will allow herself to be vulnerable in front yeah. of him in a way that she would not allow anyone else. That's why they have this, you know, 60 year back and forth, you know, type of uh, relationship. You know, when they were going to get married and then they did and then they didn't, but they were gonna and then they didn't. And then Mephisto wanted her his his uh, wedding in exchange for Aunt May's life. No, that's a different guy. Um, but the whole thing is, I'm going to kind of wrap up that segment of it. I get where you're coming from. It's like, oh, it seems forced. They shouldn't have this relationship. But this is all they know as far as their relate their interactions with like she's a fucking hostess at like Bennigan's at a at a at a, a, a criminal underground fucking facility where you have to be on and fun and pleasant all the time. You know what's the Hooters girls like it's like oh they must really like me you know and he's butters. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> he thinks the raisins girl likes him. But that's, that's how she knows how to interact with people. That's how she knows how to, you know, especially this particular version. She's doing what she needs to do because he has the resources she needs to find out who killed her friend while he's using her because she's got the resources he needs to get into this club unnoticed, untouched, and everything. So... They're definitely using each other, and they're interacting with each other in a, in the only way that they know how, because for different reasons, both of their emotional and social growth was severely stunted, so they don't have those same, you know, uh, interactions that you would build up over a, a long lifetime of. Uh, I have to say, I agree a thousand percent with what you just said. Like, uh. Like I like I'm like again, I can admit when I'm I'm I know someone can sway my opinion, but you've definitely just swayed my opinion on that. That makes a lot of sense. Because like you said, like Selena Kyle has learned to be seductive because that's what she's learned, that's what she's had to do. And then I have then I hearken back to her earlier comic books where that again, all she knew was how to fight, all she fight, hustle, survive. That's all she knew how to do. So it makes a lot of sense that she would have that same kind of like emotional stunted stunt stuntedness. She would be as emotionally stunted as Bruce Wayne is because like she just wouldn't have any like real reason to know any of this stuff. She was like, like, you know what I mean? There's no point of her learning any of this. However, well, especially oh, I was say, especially in this film. Yeah. But Catwoman would be fucking. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would I and I would say 99% of the time not the people she wants to fuck. See, I did see I disagree. I wholeheartedly just think that Catwoman only only fucks the people she wants to fuck. I think I, in this I'm, we're talking specifically Zoe Kravitz's Oh yeah, uh, specifically Zoe Kravitz's um I think she did what she had to do to survive. Uh especially where she was employed, she did what she had to do. Because, I mean, when we see that scene at the towards the end when she's talking to the congressman or whoever, that dude 100% was like, yep, this chick is is, is going to fuck me. 
like 100% because that's what the girls in that club do. I think, but also she's also what she wasn't on the uh, level of a lot of the other girls. She just happened to, to like wheel her way into that. So I think that she knew what the upper level could mean. And even if she happened to do that stuff on an off day, she seems like the type of woman who always knows how to get out of a situation. So like she like she would keep a um, like she would keep a, like some roofies in her pocket just in case um, someone started getting handsy so she could knock them out and rob them. Like, you know what I mean? I think she's just way too crafty to ever have to do that unless she absolutely wanted to. I think what we'll see from her, like, I think this is her, like, as we've seen from Batman, like, this is hers, like, she, because she's not more than 19, 20, 22 in this, in this version. Like, she's still super young. So <clears throat> I don't see her at that, you know, Julie Newmar you know, Michelle Pfeiffer, you know, level, you know, like what we see in like, you know, the, the animated series, mm -hmm. she's not at that point yet. The same way Batman's not at his, you know, I'm the goddamn Batman. You know, like he's not, a, <laughs> you know, this isn't the guy that's going to, that's going to take down Superman. This isn't the guy that has a contingency plan to defeat the justice league. This is a guy just trying to figure out who the fuck he is and how he can help people the best. And she's in the same boat. She's taking the skills that she's learned and acquired over her entire life. And then that's why she's going to Bloodhaven to start a new life. When she goes and she goes in the opposite direction that he does. I think she becomes that person. But I think at this point right now, she's not there yet. May I say something unpopular about Please that? Please do. I thought the dude who played the Riddler was fantastic. I thought he was frightening. I thought he was a great, like, just antagonist. I didn't like him as the Riddler. Okay. He just, like, as the Riddler, he just did nothing for me. I liked him as a character. I liked him as a psychotic, like, killer. He was just, the way he played everything, how he set everything up. I loved all that. But I didn't look at him and go, Riddler. Like, you know what I mean? But but again, he did everything that he was supposed to do in this, and I was super happy with the result. Yeah. I mean, Paul Dano is, again, uh, he's an amazing actor. I mean, you know, just his role in, uh, I almost called it Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, Little Miss Sunshine, uh, he was excellent in that. He was in that. Uh, what the hell was that movie where he like kidnapped Jake Gyllenhaal's kid or something? It was like him, Jake Gyllenhaal, and uh, Wolverine. Like they were all in that, and like he was a nut. He was like a creepy weirdo, like kidnapper Jeffrey Dahmer type. But like he's really good. Oh, at um, Fox and Friends. <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, Fox and Friends. <laughs> Sorry. But no, it was... Uh, I forget what the hell movie it was, but it was from what I saw in the trailer. Like, he looked terrifyingly creepy. Like, dude that definitely can't get a table for one at Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, prisoners. Prisoners. There we go. Oh, Viola uh, Davis was in this too? Damn. 
It was a, from what I saw, it was a good kiss. I haven't seen it, but like, just rem- I remember him in the trailer being like super scary. Um, so I, 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 I have to know where you guys uh, rank, and we're gonna do this every time we we do the do a, a Batman film because we're going to have to rewatch the films as we, as we do this and see if anything changes, but where do you rank the up uh, for, we'll just call it live action Batman. Where do you rank uh, Pattinson? Well, we'll start with you there, old man, Wade. Uh, he goes third. Who's one and two. Ben Affleck is one and uh, Michael Keaton is two. Okay. I, I honestly think that he has the ability to maybe take that number one spot because, like, but he was so good in this that I think he he blew. First off, I don't think Christian Bale was a good Batman to begin with. Thought he was a phenomenal Bruce Wayne, but he blows everything that Christian Bale did out the water. Like, and I firmly believe that he was um, as close to perfect as you're going to get as a Batman fan. Because he was everything that you want. Like he was, he was a detective, as Ash was saying. And that was the one thing that annoyed me about a lot of these Batman things is he was never really a detective. Michael Keaton had a few moments where he did skills to kind of figure some things out, but he wasn't. It, there wasn't a lot of time spent on it. But you know, it was it was kind of experimental, like in those days with like comic book movies uh, making a resurgence. So, as of now, I put him in, in at number three. I honestly think he has the potential to end up um, number one. So that was going to be my next question. Where do you rank him as Bruce Wayne? As Bruce Wayne, he's fourth. I still rank him low as um, Bruce Wayne, though. Christian, um, I gotta hate saying this. Christian Bale was probably number one. And for number two, it's honestly a toss-up between Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton because each of them were great as Bruce Wayne for different reasons. I loved Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne because it was still kind of this, like, it kind of reminds me of the animated series where he's kind of dorky, kind of, like, you know what I mean, insecure and playing this role. Ben Affleck was confident, chest out, head held high, like, you know what I mean? Like he, he walked into the room and he was like, I'm the fucking man and you know who I am. Like, you know what I mean? So I love that confidence about him because there are there are a lot of times when Batman is that confident. So I love them both for different reasons, but I really do look at him as like 1A, 1B when it comes okay. to this way. I think that also comes with, um, you know, the, the way that some of these characters are portrayed, the way Bruce Wayne is portrayed also comes with how old Bruce Wayne's supposed to be in each of these iterations. Absolutely. So I think that that confidence definitely plays into an older Batman. Um, so that makes sense. Ashes, how about you? Uh, so as Batman, I agree with Wade, number three. Who's ahead of him? Uh, Adam West and Michael Keaton. Okay. And as Bruce Wayne, see that's that's where I, I'm having a little bit of a of a difficult time placing him because. Would you need a second? Because I'm ready. Well, so <laughs> but, let me just explain this because he's a different portrayal of Bruce Wayne than we've seen. Mm-hmm. 
He's not a confident Bruce Wayne. He's not the suave, dashing, ladies' man Bruce Wayne. Billionaire playboy, genius billionaire playboy philanthropist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's so it's it's different, difficult to to rank him um, because the there really is no comparison because no one has really portrayed this Bruce Wayne yet. Well, Christian Bale kind of did. Yes, you know, I will agree though. I I do. <laughs> do I do I think Christian Bale was the best Bruce Wayne? Probably. Probably. Um okay, so just for I'm gonna say okay. So as of right now, uh let's go Christian Bale. Let's go. You know, Adam West was a damn good Bruce Wayne I as well. I was waiting for you to say that. You know, so we'll go Adam West number two. Um, we'll go Michael Keaton number three. We'll go uh, Ben Affleck number four. And we'll go with Robert Pattinson number five. Four right now. Okay. So for me, Bruce Wayne is easy. Adam West is the best Bruce Wayne, followed very, very closely by Michael Keaton. Like, when it comes to the portrayal of that specific character, like those two, it's those two at the top. And then like Adam West got thrown out and Frank Gorshin got thrown out of orgies for being in character as Batman and the Riddler. What? Like, <laughs> yeah. They refused to break character, so they got booted from orgies. You uh, have, I don't okay. I, <laughs> so tell me that's not a bad that's not a, a the of the most badass Bruce Wayne thing to do. That is that is that may be the most Bruce Wayne thing I've ever heard in my fucking life. All right. So that's those those two Bruce Wayne's. Number It's hard to take these other guys seriously because they were so bad as Batman. But I didn't think Val Kilmer was a terrible Bruce Wayne. Same with George Clooney. I don't think they were terrible Bruce Waynes. However, I'm going to throw Pattinson at number three. And then Affleck. 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 Affleck <laughs> slightly behind him because of that goofy fucking dialogue that he had to say sometimes. What's your superpower? I'm rich. Oh, how'd you get my house from the bank? I bought the bank. Like, go fuck yourself. Like, I dude. loved it. I absolutely loved it. was that. really campy, and I was here for it. I mean, we have differing opinions on that. I loved it. So, as far as... Look on his face, too. He looked at him like, duh. <laughs> like, I'm rich. He didn't have to say anything. How'd you get my house back from the bank? I'm Bruce fucking Wayne. Like... Dude, there was like a million dollar lien on the house. Pfft, lose more than that, running for the bus. Like, yeah, I don't know, but I kind of, I kind of dig that. It, again, it's, it's the cockiness of Ben Affleck that I love. Like, he wants to let you know what I did. Like, he's like, oh yeah, I did this because I'm a fucking billionaire. Oh, I did this because I'm Batman. Like, yeah, I can because I can. I'm the goddamn Batman. Yeah. So I as far as Batman go, um. Affleck, uh, Bale, Pattinson. Um, I don't think that 
It's, and again, I just rewatched these. I don't think that Michael Keaton was the best Batman. Uh, he barely fought anybody. And he murdered people with like he set a dude on fire and smirked about it as he drove away. He's like, hey, 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 hey. it's a hot town in the old uh, hot time in the old town tonight. Hey, hey, hey. That guy's not going home to his kids. Like, like <laughs> that was some fucked up shit. Um, like he. He killed like a dozen people in the first movie. Like that one dude that he was fighting in the bell tower that he like swung up, grabbed him by around the neck with his legs and threw him to his death at the bottom of the fucking uh, clock tower. Like that's fucked up. Like he definitely did that. He set people on fire in the second one. Like he put a bomb down some dude's pants and then kicked him in the sewer. Yeah. Like he fucking. Uh, what was uh, werewolf him from uh from uh monster squad when he shows oh. the <laughs> wolfman has nards yeah like he so and that's the i mean as i say that i say like oh well ben affleck was the best batman like that affleck was deeply deeply troubled and had deep psychological trauma at that oh, point yeah. <laughs> like yeah he was killing people too but he probably got to the point where he was just like i keep putting these guys away they keep getting out hundreds of people have died including robin so you know what fuck you guys <laughs> i'm killing you so you know there's there's that difference between the two characters or two portrayals, I should say. But uh, yeah, Adam Adam West was he was a fun Batman, but like his detective work was especially any episode where they had the Riddler. Oh my god, it was ridiculous. And I still can't forgive him for in the movie when the Penguin. Is a hundred percent just like dressed up as like some guy's like ah, I'm a sailor. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> oh, what's your name? P. N. Gwyn. And then you have fucking. He's like, I would really love to see the Batcave. And Robin's like, I think this P. N. Gwyn is the Penguin. I think you're right, old chum. But let's bring him into the fucking Batcave anyways, because what harm could that possibly do? Like, oh, God. I can't say that he's the best. Like, that's the oh, worst Oh, I can Batman. say without a shadow of a doubt that that is the best Batman. That's the worst <laughs> Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. I will, say that, I will say that scene has inspired something I just wrote. So... <laughs> Hand me down the shark repellent bat spray. And he's like, but I see the, shark, the whale, greatest, barracuda, greatest scene in cinematic history, right there. It really and is. The shark exploded. Oh my god! Yeah. So as much as I enjoyed that, like he wasn't the best Batman. So I'll put Pattinson three. Uh, and if you have nipples on your suit, I'm sorry, I can't take you seriously. Even like, do you, do you know how? And have it. Do you know my hatred for Val Kilmer? Why? He, I think he's one of the most. I think no, I'm not even gonna say one of. I think he's the most overrated actor in history. I think he was the worst thing that's ever happened 
to Batman. I think he was an atrocious Batman. I think he was a god-awful Bruce Wayne. Uh, I have watched Batman and Robin more times than I've watched a lot of movies. And I and I refuse to go back and watch um, Batman Forever. The only good thing that came out of that movie was Kiss from a Rose. Fuck Batman. Have you, have you seen, uh, if you want to talk about how bad he is, have you seen his movie The Saint? No. I will uh, have you seen him in McGruber because that was easily his best role. No, but in the same, he has blackface. And he's supposed to be a Jamaican guy. Watch the trailer and tell me I'm wrong. Like, oh, he's a master of disguise and he just puts blackface and fake dreads on. And yeah, yeah, it's it's not good. It's uh, I think that came out in like 1996. I want to say I don't know, I might be wrong, but I'm uh, gonna say this: his best role was in it was in MacGruber. I mean that's fair. I mean he was really good in about the the Jim Morrison Doors biopic. Okay, we'll give him that. I've actually never seen that. Um, it's we'll really that, good, and he did a. I mean, like the look was spot on. He he oh, did a really good job. Top Gun. I hate oh, that movie. Uh, yeah. I hate that movie. Oh my god! Like I, I, wow! Like I, ugh, I, I. Let's ugh. play some volleyball. Let's play some really hot volleyball, you guys. Really hot. Top Gun, Top Gun was a was a South Park spoof before South Park even was was even created. I Top I, Gun I, sounds like it should go with Power Bottom based on how these guys interacted <laughs> with each other. <laughs> That may have been the funniest thing you have ever said in your life, and, and, that, and that that says a lot because you are you are all you're almost always spot on. But Top Gun, Power Bottom, like look at just the volleyball scene and like the way they act towards each other. Like, oh, the volleyball scene. You realize we're now going to have to do an episode on that. We'll have to do uh, yeah, Top Gun, Power Bottom. That'll be the name <laughs> of the episode. Can I come on for that one? I, yeah, I would, yeah. I we're gonna have to go through the new one too. Uh, I just, you know, what's funny about it was, and because everyone was saying like, "Hey, Mark, before you watch it, just let you know it's super homoerotic." And oh like, yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, I figured it would be." They was like, "No, no, no, no. You don't understand. I'm just letting you go in." And I laughed so hard when he was in the um, locker room and he had one foot on a bench and like the towel was there. I'm like, "Dude, just whip it out already, because you know you want to." <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's so final thoughts on uh on on this portrayal because Batman's got like 80 years of history. You know, we could go forever on just this, but I think we we covered him fairly well. You know, his his shortcomings because he's still learning how to be Batman. His intellect is still sharp. You know, he doesn't have these um, emotional attachments because he hasn't really been fucked over by the Joker or you know Bane or Catwoman at this point. So he's still, I think, at his sharpest mentally um, and realizing that almost losing Alfred really kind of like snapped him back to reality. So he had some skills, you know, he's physically, you know, 
coming into his prime or just just entering his prime. Um, <clears throat> no, no, no. It's Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime, uh, free <laughs> delivery. Um, so I think we covered it pretty well as far as uh, you brought up the thing that um, our good friend, our good friend, uh, powerful Brandon brought up that for a Batman movie, it has a greater sense of hope than any Superman movie ever has. And it would be a lot easier for us to just tell you why, but I think you need to see this film and experience it. And I know it's a bit long, but it's on HBO Max now, so you can pause it, you can go to the bathroom, you can get a snack. Right, okay, side note, there is no need, no need for a film in a theater to be three hours. Disagree. Three I, hours. Hard to disagree. I, I have to say is I disagree, too. Like I, I was I didn't when I was done. I didn't realize. Like I knew the movie was three hours, but for me, it didn't feel like three hours. And maybe because I was just engulfed in what was going on, but I just didn't really feel like that. And I, again, like it maybe, and again, it could just be that I hadn't been to the movie theaters in a while. But mm. something about that um, that movie made me very happy that it was as long as it was. But I will say this also could have been two films. Well, it's just. Yes. I had pee. My popcorn had been gone for like two hours at yeah, that we, point. We we are bad at that, where we eat the almost the entire bucket of popcorn before the trailers are done. Not always. We, we tend to get really far into it, but so uh, we'll start with Old Man Wade. What are your your final thoughts on this? I'll just be real quick with it. For the first time in a very long time, I feel that there's a bat. The Batman franchise is in good hands. I was. I was really hopeful for the Affleck universe, but seeing as how like we didn't know if that was ever going to happen, and we kind of knew that it wasn't, mm. and I wasn't ecstatic about the Christian Bale one. I think for the first time, like the Batman franchise is in good hands, and I look forward to seeing what they're going to do next. Ashes. So they recently like officially announced the second film. It's it's happening, and. I'm looking forward to it. Two bat, two man, I believe. It's... <laughs> Vin Diesel's yes. going to come in and say, it's all about family. Batman's going to be like, my family was taken when I was a boy. <sighs> Not no more. And then he's gonna, they're going to race, and Vin Diesel's going to win the pink slip to the Batmobile. And that's going to be the whole movie is him trying to get it back and realizing that the real family is the friends you made along the way. No. <laughs> also, the Joker will be in it. So, I, don't know. <laughs> I just, I just want to see Letty and um, and um, Selena Kyle fight. Oh my God! No, based on that franchise, you know, Letty is a uh, you know superior martial artist who can defeat anyone at any time. But uh, as far as my final thoughts, uh, if you like. Batman and you enjoy comic book films and uh, you don't mind them getting a little dark because this gets a little dark. Um, check this one out. Um, I thought it was a really good, you know, as you can tell from what we've been saying, it's a really good portrayal. You know, one of the best portrayals uh, of both characters. And yeah, I say, I say go for it, check it out. And uh, I think you'll enjoy it. 
can I add one more thing that I'm, I'm kind sure. of that we didn't talk about? When we first see Batman and he beats the crap out of those dudes, and the dude on his trailer said it best. He goes, "I can't do this. I I, I can't save Gotham. I have to um, attack some kids playing the knockout game." And when that when that Asian dude was was um, scared, I said, "Yeah, that's that's a realistic response to a man in a a man in a bat costume." looking at you like that like i'm pretty sure i would have peed myself if you would have walked out like that yeah i get it oh but, then there's uh, the, Bat- the batmobile scene Ooh, you gotta see that in cinemas in the cinema so um before we let you go where can folks find you and your fine show uh you can find old man wade on the old man wade show everywhere you get your podcast except for soundcloud you can find me on oldmanwade.com on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, I think. Oh, coming soon, uh, BBN Ball Black Nerds podcast starring myself, Superwoke Harvey, and our buddy Brandon Orton. <laughs> um, that'll be coming. Actually, I think the debut of that will be next week. So, yeah, more fun to come. Oh, and Ashes has been on the show. You've been on my show. Yeah, I spent we we were gonna do half an hour. We went uh, an hour and forty five minutes ripping on Kyrie and Ben Simmons. Only, only I just want to throw this out there. Only for you know syndicated uh, Archie Bunker, Stephen A. Smith to come out and say the exact same shit today that we said uh, a week ago. Mm-hmm. So actually, yeah, a week ago tonight. <laughs> Stephen okay. A is the Archie Bunker. If you um, if you want to know what we're talking about, the name of the episode is Stephen A is the Archie Bunker of Sports. Yes. So we're going to let you go so you can spend time with your uh, phenomenal uh, uh, life partner, Valkyrie. And uh, we want to thank you for joining us. Thank and you for having me. I, I, I love coming on the show. Yep. All right. You have yourself a delightful evening. And. Uh, we will be right back. All right, don't do anything I wouldn't do. Shark Bites, Shark Bites Podcast. It's the greatest show in history. From the Dorkening Network, hosted by a nerd who's named Patsy. From movie reviews to tips on surviving the coronavirus, Shark Bites has it all. Follow us on Facebook and suggest topics at sharkbitespod at gmail.com. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So, I guess I'm here to send out the bat signal. A bat signal for listeners who might not know refers to the children's character, the bat Man, a strong gentleman who fights crime nocturnally. That's correct. Well put. And we are back. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I thought it was fun. It was a lot more masturbation talk than I expected. But, uh, you know, you can't talk about, you know, somebody's, uh, you know, foray into acting without uh, talking about the roles that made them famous. So many socks. So many socks. Uh, so, yeah, um if you haven't seen the Batman, please go do it. If you have, tell us what you think. Where does Pattinson rank as far as uh, your Batman and uh, your Bruce Bruce's Wayne? Uh, where does where does he rank for you for that? And 
Uh, also, what gadget would you want? Let us know. Throw it on Thursday podcast at gmail.com or let us know in the comments below in uh, on the Facebook group there where we posted this uh, this uh, I almost said album this episode. And uh, yeah, that was fun. I always like having uh, old man Wade on with us. But uh, you have some uh, some boozes you want to talk about. I want to drop a battle first. Do you want to do that for you? You don't want to drop it at the end? What do you want? How do you want to do it? Do you want to do it at the end? I'm sorry. Are you new? I know we haven't been doing this in a while, but it's always battle. Throw down a battle. Well, I thought maybe we discuss switch it up the a battle. Then we do the boozes. Then we do the sciences. And then we say, hey, see you next Thursday. Okay, let's do that then. Let's drop the battle. Oh, but if we're going to drop the battle. Oh, my God. <laughs> we have to play the battle theme. Right. And of course. You are not prepared. I am very sleepy. You are too busy eating Jelly Belly <laughs> to do fault. your job. Do your job. Um, I always do my job. Do you? Do yeah, you? I do. Yeah. I mean, I could I could sing. It's time for the throw down. That's not how the song We're even goes. We're going to choose a throw down, throw down a battle. That's, I think uh, I might throw up, but I'm about to throw down. Yes, uh, you could end with jazz hands, I suppose. But what are we doing instead? So this week we are throwing down nocturnal animals. The Batman versus the Batman. Are you hashtag Team Bruce or hashtag Team Edward? All powers and ability is applicable. The sandbox is the lighthouse from the lighthouse and the special guest referee is the ghost of cedric diggory harry bring my uh, body back for my family (laughs) they'll want to see my corpse in case you didn't gather what the battle is from all of that it is robert pattinson's batman versus robert pattinson's edward cullen from twilight yeah held at the lighthouse from the lighthouse and guest refereed ghost refereed by ghost referee yeah special ghost referee yes they call me cedric diggory because there'll be diggory in me a grave oh my god so be sure to look for the polls on the socials facebook and twitters and let us know who you have yeah no i think it'll be interesting you know batman has gone up against vampires in the past batman has been a vampire in the past so he's been he's been a vampire well that back when he was a vampire you have to say it like that cuz that's how they would say oh he's been a vampire near near Just like that he's been a vampire Oh, goodness gracious, he's drained me of all my fluids. He's jelly bean a vampire. Yeah, fluids. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so many socks. Um, but you have a, a booze thing. I do. I have a Von Nightmare Vineyards segment for you kids today. So, um... 
Patsy bought me something, and it's not something I would have purchased myself because of the name. I do not condone this name. However, it is quite clever. Uh, it is a cider uh, by Citizen Cider. It's called Brosé. Yeah, I never would have purchased that on my own because I've actually seen this. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not purchasing it just because of the name. That's stupid. But in uh, it's... Yeah, it's pretty clever. Uh, but anyways, the uh, Brosé Cider made by Citizen Cider, um, it's really freaking good. So it's made with Vermont apple cider with light pink and bluish hues. Sweet apple mixes with berries and florals, light in body with a dry finish and strong carbonation. This cider feels like a sparkling rosé. It really does. And like the kicker is it's ah, it's so good. So I it's a great kind of transitional drink if you are more of a seasonal beverage uh, partaker, getting away from kind of the uh the dry reds and the bold reds and you know from the from the winter and getting into the more lighter fruitier airier uh spirits of the spring and summer it's a really good transitional uh beverage but it's really good so just a, a few tidbits from the website. There is no added sugar and it's never from concentrate. The apples are pressed at their very own uh, house in Burlington, Vermont. This cider is co-fermented with blueberries and apples, which is, it creates a really great flavor. There's this nice marriage between the apples and the blueberries. Obviously, both fruits have... Um, both fruits are very acidic, but they have like, to me, like apples have almost a, a warmer tone. Like it, it, I don't know if this is going to make sense, but apples have more of like a warmer tone as far as flavor goes, whereas blueberries to me have more of like a brighter tone. So the marriage between the two flavors, um, it actually it works really well. It's a nice balance between the two. And uh, it's gluten-free. So I thought it was fantastic. We've actually purchased it a couple of times. You can find mm -hmm. it in like a four-pack. Uh, at the your, cider aisle. Yeah, at your, at your local liquor store. But it's definitely worth, you know, if ciders are your thing, it's definitely worth a try. If ciders are not your thing, it doesn't behave like your typical cider. So I, I think it's I think it's worth a try. So it's Brose by Citizen Cider. I strongly recommend it. Awesome. So I have a science uh, thingy fact, uh, and I learned this. It, I learned an interesting thing about sunflowers the other day. But this is not that thing I learned the other day. Uh, it turns out that uh, <laughs> okay. the thing. Well, the thing I learned the other day was that like sunflowers, uh, they will turn towards the light. It'll like aim aim their face at the sun, but if there are if there is no sun where they are, they will turn to face another sunflower. Oh yes, but that's not the fact that I wanted to bring up today. Uh, sunflowers are known uh, are what's called uh, hyperaccumulators, and hyperaccumulating plant. What that means is they remove metal compounds from deep in the soil and transport them up to the stem, leaves, and flower head. 
They can take a high, they can take up a, a high concentration of toxic materials and are adept at extracting radioactive metals from a particular place in a period of three to four years. So they should plant a lot of uh, sunflowers in places where there's, you know, high levels of radioactive metal being buried. So if you see a bunch of sunflowers, chances are you're walking on, like, some sort of irradiated metal because, I mean, that's just something I'm throwing out there. Uh, but hyperaccumulating plants are used to clear up waste and uh, not to be confused with photosynthesis. This, uh, this process is called phytoremediation. That's phytoremediation. So what do we have coming up? We have more Batsmen. We have uh, we have movies that we're going to have to talk about because we just saw uh, a bunch of good movies recently. Uh, and Ashes was introduced to the glory that is Michelle Yeoh. <gasps> oh, my God, you guys. I don't know if you know who Michelle Yeoh is, but if you do not, you need to watch everything, everywhere, all at once. I am fully entranced by her she is just phenomenal and i i need to i need to i need to watch everything she is involved with for those who are unaware michelle yo is a movie character who fights crime cinematically <laughs> <laughs> but yes we have a lot of stuff in the works and we say that every week but it's true yeah, because we've got a lot of stuff going on. I'm trying to wrangle some people. Uh, we've got some interesting interviews coming up on uh, Shark Bites. Um, we're still trying to wrangle uh, Miss Snyder, who was uh, last week reading. Uh, she was at a convention doing some readings and moderating panels and, and selling out of her entire stock of books, which is awesome. So if you didn't get a chance to uh, pick up... Encyclopedia Sharks Flytanica. Check out last week's show notes. Has all of that uh, information in there, or just go to Madness Heart Press and you'll find it there. Uh, but I think with that being said. Oh, 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 side note. I had an idea for merch. Yeah. Right? So we need, because we need, we need more shirts. We need more stuffs in our merch store. Yes. Don't be a see you next Tuesday when you can be a see you next Thursday. Yeah, well, that's still in the beta phase. We'll uh, we'll discuss that with marketing. <laughs> I love it. We'll uh, we'll we'll see what we can do about that. We'll we'll pass it along to uh, to marketing. See what accounting has to say about it. I'm sure HR is going to have uh, a field day with this one. Um, but uh, on that note. We, we will, will see you, you next Thursday. Thursday.